Hi everyone, my name is Morton Patterson and um, this is the Unleash Your Value podcast uh, where we talk about all things relating to value. My company is called Morton Patterson Consultant Consulting and I work with consultants, coaches and trainers and actually small business owners, helping them to identify their value and all things relating to value because I think that knowing your value plays a crucial part in our personal and business life. Today, my guest is Sally Marshall, who runs a company called Steer Your Business. Um, hi, Sally. Hi, great to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for coming in. Um, Sally publishes a magazine of the same name, which is called Steer Your Business. And she's going to talk a little bit more about that later. She's also the author of two books, Delegate to Elevate and Know Your Numbers, which are based on her experience in the House of Commons when she was working on strategy, planning, and performance. And it is learning about um, how Sally made the transition from working full-time in that position at the House of Commons and how she's transitioned into the business that she's built, which she, she's built now, and all of her experience that has come as a consequence that she's put it all together. So I, I've invited Sally to talk about her work and what her journey has been like. So Sally, firstly, thank you for being my guest this morning. And I want to kick this off by asking you, what is, what is value mean to you that's a really interesting question and I think until recently I would just answer that about my business but I've come to realize that actually it's much deeper than that and it's much more about me as well as my business um because the more I value myself then the more value I add to my business and I'd never made that connection before. So whereas I struggled with seeing the value in me and what I was offering, I hadn't really seen that connection with the value that I offer in my business. And that's that sort of held me back quite a lot, you know, because this the whole thing about pricing and value and it's quite an emotional subject. And although I used to worry about it, I never really understood why. And I think talking to you recently has made me realise the massive connection between the two and you need to get both right. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's interesting because you're talking about the connection, correct me if I'm wrong, the connection that you've made, let's just say, the aha moment of looking at how you price your services in relation to the value of yourself and the work that you're doing. Would that be correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, and I think everybody goes through it. You know, will people pay this amount? Am I worth it? Um, yeah, and you value yourself. Yes, of course you are. <laughs> um, mm. It's it's a strange emotion. It is all about emotion. And give me an example, if you can, of how that has shown up in terms of you know valuing your business, pricing your services. Do you have a story that you'd like to share that has brought you along the journey of recognizing the part that value plays in your pricing and delivering and serving your customers? 
Yeah, I think for me it goes back a long, long way to when I was 17 and wanting to leave school, not hating the lower six. My parents went into school and the teacher basically told them I wasn't worth investing in for a, a private secretarial college. Um, and I didn't realise the impact that that had for years and years and years. So I did go to a private secretarial college. My father had more faith in me than the teachers did. And I did quite well and got a job in London. But I sort of held myself back at that secretarial level, thinking I wasn't worth it, wasn't capable, couldn't do a higher a higher paid job. When actually, as it turned out, I could. And I got the opportunity mm. a long time after someone took a big risk with me based on the work that I'd done. And I got a management job, which is the strategy planning and performance bit. Um, a massive mm. pay rise <laughs> to get me on the bottom rung of the higher pay, higher pay grade. They had to give me a 30% pay rise. So I can tell what a massive jump it was. Um, wow. And I was quite capable of doing it and I did it. So, you know, I'd missed out on all that for years and years yeah. based on what a teacher said to me, um, which is quite yeah. ridiculous when you look back. You don't realise it sits in your subconscious, I think, um, and it affects yeah. everything that you do. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think quite often in interviews that I've done in the past, we, we open up with telling me about what you do. So tell me a little bit, because I'm trying to show the common thread that has happened. Tell me a little bit about that role that you you made the massive jump into when somebody exercised their belief and confidence in you. Tell me a little bit about that role and then tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Okay, so that role was as a business manager in the Department for Information Services, working for John Pullinger, who was the librarian um, and went on to become the national statistician for the UK. And it was was all about supporting the director's um, looking after a £20 million budget, the business plan, the annual review, and the performance across the department, which all fed into the corporate reporting as well. And he asked me to design a balanced scorecard. And at the time, I had no idea what a balanced scorecard was. The accountants knew but didn't know how to do it. And the office of the chief executive said, when you work it out, can you come and tell us, which was a great help. Um, but I did it (laughs) Um, I did it and the directors used it at their monthly directors meeting to manage um, resources across the department so people not and money you know it's it's not always just about the cash it's about the people as well and moving people around and managing projects and stuff Um, so when I left I had all that knowledge and experience but didn't realize it and I had a massive mm. skill set, massive transferable skills, and didn't realise until someone pointed it out to me. And I realised that working mm. with businesses was exactly the same, just the scale is different. So they still all do yes. business plan or should do business plans, you know, projects, money, finances, balance scorecard, performance stuff. Just there aren't so many zeros on the spreadsheet. But other than that, Absolutely. exactly the same. So that's what I started mm-hmm. doing. 
Right. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a little bit in a second because I'm really interested to know about this. But you said you had a series of transferable skills. Tell me about, let's just say, one or two of those transferable skills that has helped you in developing and building your business. And just, just share with me those those skills what what you've noticed that you've identified one or two of them I think the biggest one is communication and networking skills because I've always I've always networked and didn't realize that's what I did so most people in the house know a few people in their team but they don't know anyone else and but I knew people right across Mm -hmm. both houses so whatever I wanted or needed, I knew where to go and who to ask. And if they didn't know, they could point me in the right direction. So I had a massive network, but didn't appreciate how valuable mm. it was. Um, right. when, you start, when you start in business, it's quite a lonely place. So not exactly. only do you not have the business skills quite often, but you don't have the network of people around you to support you either. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... And actually, that's one of the key things when I work with clients. That's one of the key things we look at because it's amazing how few business connections most business owners have. Um, And I've recently taken on a contract with um, Social Enterprise Kent and working with startups and um, small businesses. And it's amazing. You know, I introduce people because they just don't seem to have those connections for themselves and you know people local to them that I know that they don't um who can support their business so you know it's it's a massive skill to build that network um it's how we met through networking yeah made an introduction for us so yeah um, yeah and it's how I've built my business, really, because once you get out there, people introduce you to someone else who introduce you to someone else. And it has a bit mm-hmm. of a snowball effect, really. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody needs to you know. That's really, yeah, I, I think that you've hit the nail on the head that the ability to communicate well and the confidence to network um, plays a crucial part in you being able to build new relationships and actually to get your business out there to get yes. people to know about you. Yes, because it's not just about making connections, it's about talking to those people as well and building that relationship, yeah. not yelling at them, but finding out more about them and just chatting like we we do. We've had several conversations and each time we yeah. find out yeah. a bit more yeah. about each other and help each other with different things. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's True. it's what everybody needs that support system around them. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the key theme for this podcast is around value, and I think also the thing linking to value is around I think defining moments. And what would you say um, have been in relation to your whole understanding of value? What has been the defining moments or have you had any defining experiences that, say, for instance, since you started your business? 
what has been one of the defining things where you've seen how you've developed and where values played a part compared to maybe where you couldn't have done it before? What has been those defining moments if there's been one or two? <laughs> oh, I've been on quite a journey from rock bottom to sky high. So um, wow. a few years ago, I had a bit of a traumatic experience um, which knocked my confidence completely. So going to a networking event mm. in itself was challenging and to stand up and say my name was even worse. Um, but now, you know, having worked on that and challenged myself to do it, I guess, every time I do something new, you know, it, it adds to my confidence, but it's it also adds a little bit to how I see myself and valuing myself and what I've got and the skills that I've got and how I can help people make a difference. Um, And I think during this lockdown, that's really hit home because I've been doing lots of virtual networking, which can take you anywhere, not just your local area. Um, So I've been doing networking in Australia and Canada and a little bit in the States as well. And some amazing things have started to happen, um, which has sort of validated what I've been doing and made me realise that actually I have got value, I do add value, and people do appreciate that um, and want to be part of my Mm -hmm. journey. So the penny is finally Mm -hmm. dropping Mm -hmm. in my head. I'm now finally seeing things that other people have seen for a while, um, which is quite Mm -hmm. nice. So do you think that, um, could it be that there's a situation where how you value yourself could be very different to how people value you and therefore your actions could correlate with your own sense of value, whereas other people see you in a certain way. So you're talking about your business and people probably saw you as a positive, uh, uh, a positive networker and, um, as you're developing your business, they're seeing that the you know you're doing things in America, Canada, and America, which you probably wouldn't have done before. Yes. Do you think that sometimes the whole value thing is around um, how we see ourselves as well as how we how we relate to other people? Yes, totally. I think at the beginning I was very, mm. very nervous of putting myself out there, but also putting a price tag on the services that I offer thinking that people wouldn't Mm. pay it because, you know, why would they pay little old me this money for these skills? Because I think also part of it is you assume that everybody knows what you do and they, of course they don't. Yeah. Um, And I'm now beginning to realize that, that, you know, the skill set I have is different to the skill set you have or other people have. And that adds a value in its in itself. And the, mm-hmm. I think the level of people that I'm now talking to, A, I wouldn't have done it a few months or a year or two ago. And now I feel quite comfortable about it. Excellent. I, can, yeah. I think I yeah, just value myself more and I I feel more comfortable in that space now, which I wouldn't have done before. You know, why am I in this room? What am I adding to this meeting? Whereas now I can feel confident contributing equally to the meeting. And people are wanting right. services from me that I hadn't even appreciated, like the magazine. The connection right, okay. from Australia okay. to Canada 
are now asking me about producing a magazine for them. So, wow. which is a massive turnaround and yeah. something that I would never have imagined. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, that's interesting. I, I want to talk about the magazine in a minute about what it is, how often you do it. But th- you mentioned something about pricing the services that you have to offer and, mm. you know, the challenges initially that you had with it, you know. And would it interest you to know that, or maybe surprise you, that I, I'm thinking from the research I've done about 20% of small business and independent owners are comfortable with the fees they charge and that about 80% are not because the whole pricing thing is something that causes anxiety. Yes. How did you manage how did you manage the whole pricing thing to get you to the place now where I'm thinking what you're saying, that you're comfortable with it? How did you manage that? What what, what did you do? I think I've played about with the pricing up and down over a quite a long right. period of time and I've put it up and then not felt confident with it so I brought it down again okay. <laughs> um, okay. but actually after a conversation that you and I had in a networking meeting a few weeks ago I put my prices mm. up again and I've left them there um, and I feel okay. quite confident with that now and I think once people start right. paying that price and are happy with the service that they get then that that sort of validates what you've done and what you offer and the value that people see from the service that you offer. Um, And I think we had a conversation about it's not just what you offer right now, but it's how long that lasts. So if they're still getting that value from something you've done or said in six months or a year's time, then you're definitely in the right place. And Absolutely. I feel do you like think that do you that think that pricing is a one trick pony? It's you know it's it lasts for a long time. So yeah, right. So do you, do you think that pricing is an internal thing? You have to feel you can't ask for a fee that you yourself don't feel comfortable about. Do you think that that's important? That you must feel comfortable about it yourself? Yes, because it comes across in your body language. Certainly it does for me. I sort of, if I say a price and I'm not comfortable, I almost have to sort of justify it and then offer a discount or something to get it because I think in my head it's too much, whereas sometimes people just say, that's fine, I'm happy with that. Um, so it takes time, I think, to come and to points. It does. It does. How do you handle objections when, when, I mean, do you object for the client or the prospect how do you handle objections to the price that you want to charge? I think these days I just think, you know, if it's not right for them or the timing's not right, then it'll be right for somebody else. So I don't worry about it too much now. I think if you worry about right. it too much, it almost comes across as desperate and they pick up on that as well. So it's a bit of a catch-22. You take yourself out yeah. of the picture just from your body language and the way you respond to people. So... You know, if the price is just that's the price, take it or leave it, then it's a choice for them, isn't it? If it's right, then they pay it. Mm-hmm. It's true, very true. I want to go on to the magazine that you've created, Stay Your Business. Tell me what made you start it and tell us a little bit about who it's for and also about um, what it has done for your business. 
it started because working with small businesses, I realized that most of them are very good at what they do, as you would expect, but most of them don't have the business skills because all those things were done for them when they were employed. So you've never had to do HR or sales and marketing or accounting or networking or any of these things. When also, as I said before, people don't have the network of support support um, around them. So mm. I decided what I needed to do was share information and promote each other, which sounds simple enough. And originally, I think it was almost a bit of a glorified newsletter or a bit of a parish magazine with a bit of advertising in it, which is quite funny looking back now, but you <laughs> have to start somewhere. Mm. And it's evolved. So it's now a glossy magazine, which we print as well as have online. And it does indeed share information. We have articles from all sorts of people about all different aspects of business. And it also has advertising and a business directory, um, which is accessible to everyone. So the business directory is low cost. And obviously the display advertising is more relevant to bigger businesses with a big marketing budget. But because it's online, it gets shared all over the place, not just in the UK. And in the current issue, there's a a contributor from Australia who I work with on another project as well. So it's sort of become a global resource networking tool, but it also makes me stand out from the crowd as, you know, there are a lot of business coaches out there, um, but not many with two books and a magazine. So the magazine isn't about me, but people associate me with the magazine. So it's part of my brand, I guess. Um, And it adds value to my business. Right. How long has it been going? Um, It's probably about three years now. So it's changed quite a bit in that time. But, um, yeah, it's something to be proud of now. I'm very, very proud of what I've achieved with it and, as I said, it seems to be taking me to another level now that other people see the value of it now and want one for themselves, <laughs> So, which is quite an interesting way to scale my business based on the product that I've developed for myself. Um, yeah. It looks like we're yeah. going to be producing it for other people too. Yeah. Um, what I'm thinking about is that does it cover a certain area or is this a magazine that primarily in your directory, it's just for businesses within your 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 region? Where, where Who advertises in it? Is it across a range of businesses or just local businesses for where you're based? No, it's, they're from everywhere because um, now we're all okay. online. Most businesses, it doesn't, location is, isn't relevant. So there's all sorts of businesses yeah. in there. And the information is relevant to startups and small business, SMEs, really, small businesses. Um, I also work with a couple of the high street banks and they think it's brilliant because it's okay. it's a good resource. And they ha- obviously have a good network of, of business owners as well who they talk to regularly. So, you know, it gets us all out there mm-hmm. on a bigger scale, really, which is the name of the game, isn't mm-hmm. it? We all want to be seen and be visible. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly Absolutely. what the magazine does. Yeah. Do you know, I want to do a little um, 
looking into the future of we're beyond COVID and it's three years from now, where do you dream that the magazine could be? Where do you dream that Sally would be? Where do you dream that stay your business would be? You know, tell me a little bit about what do you see if you look into your crystal ball? Well, before all this happened, I was talking about maybe going to Australia on a doing some speaking and and that I still would love to do that. So three right. years time, hopefully everything will have calmed down. I'll be able to do that. So that I've built the business in a way that it doesn't need me every day in it. And the vision right, okay. to have a business I could run from a laptop anywhere in the world, and that is still right still part of the dream well I can do that obviously we're all running our businesses from laptops at the moment but um the magazine is all done online so the team around me we don't actually see each other very often or meet up so it doesn't matter where Mm. I am Mm. um Mm. and obviously if we're going to be producing magazines for other people as well we're going to have a become a, a publishing house I guess um yeah and me doing more speaking and telling my story and sharing what I've been doing, sharing the journey, which I'm told is inspirational right. and motivational to other people. And that's what I that's what I enjoy, just getting out there, talking to people Absolutely. and just more of that. Right. Okay. So it's speaking more internationally, it's probably branching out into um, Australia. It's mm. utilizing that thing about um, you are where you work, so you could work anywhere in the world. Yes. Um, spreading the message of your business and being more confident in, um, about the value that you're providing for others. Um, in three years' time, obviously, you know, none of us knows what the future holds. But I want to, I want to ask you one last question. And, you know, I was, under, I was being interviewed recently and I was asked this question. And I think it's really quite a useful one. So bear with me. Imagine that you could go back in time and you could advise 20-year-old Sally. <laughs> what would you tell her? Guinness. <laughs> when I was 20, I just... Sally's 20. Yeah, I'd moved from Yorkshire to London. And was probably very okay. vulnerable and didn't really realise it, which is yeah, been a bit of an issue through, over the years. So I think it's just about okay. more confidence and standing my own ground and yeah, getting what I want, being more determined to get what I want, um, having more of a vision, I guess. I think when I was 20, I didn't really know what I wanted or where I wanted to be. So if you don't know that, you don't really know what you need to do to get it. So, um, yeah. whereas now I have a much clearer vision of what I want and how to get it. But it's all part okay, of the so, isn't it? So. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So you tell, you tell the younger Sally to be more determined, mm. to go after what she wants, to be clearer about what she wants to do and to be more confident. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I suppose. Right, you know what? I was still 
probably got that teacher in the back of my head with it, even though I didn't realise it. So. Yes, absolutely. You'd have told her to throw the teacher off the train at that time yes. instead of carrying her on the journey. <laughs> carrying her on the journey for many a year, much too long she's overstayed her way. That ticket had expired quite some time ago. But, you know, Sally, I want to thank you very much for being a fantastic guest today. But I also want to ask you to share with our listeners, those who might want to learn about your magazine, how they could find out more about you, if you've got anything coming ahead that might be of interest to them. So um, if someone wanted to learn about Sally Marshall, how can they find out more? Okay, you can always find me on LinkedIn um, or Facebook or on my website, which is steeryourbusiness.com. And please connect with me. Yeah, come and find out more about the magazine and let's have a chat. Great, great. Okay. Sally Marshall, thank you very much. Thank you.